Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm sitting here with Tiger Singleton, a.k.a. Tigmonk. Mm -hmm. And we're about to have just a relaxed, fun conversation. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not taking this too seriously. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah. Thanks for the invitation to uh, hang out in your space here in Sweden while mm -hmm. I'm in town for a little bit. And uh, be able to just relax and talk about what we enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about your trip here. How did you... You know what? As I'm doing this European tour, I would say Stockholm, Sweden is my favorite spot yeah. so far. Um, just to be here, to relax, to explore the city. Um, and then the people also. Everyone just seems to be really chill and not in too much of a hurry. And I haven't even started any events yet. And so uh, I've had about a week off to just kind of ground in. And uh, I think we have, I don't know, about 11 events yeah. scheduled while I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then take off around the 8th of August. Sounds very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Have everything gone as planned so far? Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing has gone as planned. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like yourself, we realize that that's just life. Yeah. And so you, you let it be chaos. Yeah. And then uh, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah. And like we were talking before that, I used to ask people, well, how often does everything go as planned? Yeah. And I never heard anybody say that it always goes as planned. Yeah. So why do we continue doing it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a, a great thing to ask ourselves. Is uh, It's kind of like investigating the worry that we have. Yeah. Our whole life we can say, I've worried about so much, but that worry hasn't done anything yeah. to get us to where we want to be which is ultimately to be happy and yeah. to enjoy ourselves. <laughs> and so when you start to realize that worry hasn't served at all, there's just like that little invitation that says, you don't need to worry yeah. about anything. <laughs> and so just come back to now and enjoy the experience. Yeah. And, and it's really just letting life be that adventure, mm -hmm. letting it be the mystery rather than being something where you need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I kind of uh, draw the comparison of going to a movie at the cinema 
you don't go to a movie that you know everything's going to happen, you yeah. know, because then there'd be no fun. There'd be no point. It's like going to the movie and saying, let's go watch this one because it won't surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. <laughs> no, that's not the adventure. Mm-hmm. And so we can show up to life that way to really let go of everything we think we know and mm-hmm. let life show us how awesome it is. Yeah. yeah. And we're always taken care of. That's yeah. my point of view because sometimes when I had it rough, I remind myself, well, I'm still alive. I'm still here. Yeah. So even though my mind thinks that things aren't taken care of, yeah, I'm still here today. Yeah. So actually, it is taken care of. But when when the mind goes into the history or into the future, yeah. you lose the moment and you think of the problems instead of the present. Because in the present, we don't have any problems. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I equate that to uh, seeing the difference between the self that's in the mind yeah. and the reality of the self that's here right now. Because yeah. this self that's real and now is totally taken care of. It's yeah. totally abundant in so many different ways. But when you start looking at the, the self that exists in the mind, it's just all deficiency. Yeah. It's all lack. You know, it's this <laughs> idea of, oh, I'm not enough because of yesterday or because of what might not happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that self is never taken care of. Yeah. It's always projected with some sort of deficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so clearly seeing the difference between the real self and then the imagined self, uh, you start to see that you're always okay. You're yeah. always fine. And the only thing that you're actually going to lose in this life is a story you know, about who you thought you were. Mm-hmm. And then you would discover that, nope, I'm not that either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just this right now. It's a great space of humility, too, when you just realize that you're just like everyone else, you know, doing the best that you can with what you have. And the reality of what we all are in the present moment is just totally whole and totally lovable. Yeah. Everyone's just doing the best they can. Yeah. That's from a loving space. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. And when you see that, it's kind of like with um, when I look at my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, you have this innocent being who's literally doing the best that she can, mm. you know. And so from my perspective, when I see her with this unconditional love, it's like you can't mess up. Yeah. You can't do anything wrong yeah. that will convince me that you're not lovable. You know, so you take that same perspective and you see that's how life sees us mm-hmm. is that we're just doing the best that we can and life sees our fear as adorable. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when the daughter says, oh, I'm afraid because there's a monster in the closet. You know, from a father perspective, you're like, that's so cute. There's nothing to be afraid of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but you let them play out their fear until they learn that there's nothing to be afraid of. And so that's what we're doing here in life is we're just playing out our fear to realize, oh, all is well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting to, as a child, also see our parents as not only parents, but souls too that yeah. have their needs. Yeah. Because some people get stuck into that they're my mother or they're my father, but yeah. they're missing that they're an individual. They're still a part of the yeah. whole collective, but they have still have their needs. Mm-hmm. And when you stop seeing your parents, as they're my parents and they have to do all these things yeah you start giving it to yourself also exactly yeah you um it's kind of releasing the identification um and from the parental standpoint i noticed that my biggest difficulty with playing the role of being a parent is trying to use the child to fulfill some deficiency that i create in myself Mm -hmm. as a parent that says because you're this way, it means I'm not a good parent. So I need you to change 
in order for me to feel good about myself, which mm -hmm. is a disaster. Yeah. But this is what we're doing as parents most of the time is saying, I need to control my child so that I can feel good about myself, which completely ignores the sincerity of the child. Mm -hmm. And so to flip that around with the parent too, it's like, wow, I don't really need my parents to be a certain way. They're mm -hmm. just doing the best that they can. It's like you give your parents back to life yeah. and, and realize <laughs> that they don't know anything either, yeah. you know, and I don't know anything. And so again, we're all just doing the best that we can. And uh, you enter that loving space that sees people with this equality mm -hmm. rather than an expectation that says they should know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, when they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> None of us do. And isn't that such a great space of, of liberation to yeah. come back to this realization of, wow, I really don't know what I'm doing mm -hmm. in this life. You, you give it back over to life and let life be the master and you remain as the student that says, yeah. I'm just here to learn. I think it comes also sometimes in school that mm -hmm. we have to have the, all the right answers and yeah. when we don't have them you get this red mark <laughs> yeah like when you have the tests answers coming in uh -huh. people go how many red marks yeah instead of that you need to know the answer yeah but the funny thing in when you grow up it turns out you don't have any answer and yeah. as soon as I have a vision of when, as soon as uh, someone decides that this is the answer, yeah, they locks out all the different angles or exactly. perspectives and yeah. Well, it's like as soon as you start naming the bird, mm -hmm. you stop hearing the bird's song because you think you know the bird now. But you can't know the bird by having a name for the bird. Yeah, that's not being the experience. And so the same with life. The the moment you think you have it figured out is the moment you stop learning. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the ultimate discovery is to see that you're never going to know absolutely what's going to happen, what should happen. Um, there's just this space of openness that says that I'm willing to see more and more deeply. Uh, and that way, it's like this ever-expanding journey rather than trying to get to a destination mm -hmm. that says, you know, I'm on an adventure. I'm not, you know, trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we learn in school is that we're trying to get somewhere. You know, we're trying to figure something out. And as soon as we figure it out, then we can be whole. Yeah. Then we can be approved of. Yeah. And that's not working out so well. Well, I've never met anybody who has figured it out yet so far. Yeah. yeah. One interesting thing was I was in a festival last week out in the forest, mm -hmm. living in a tent. And my mind went, well, oh, it should be hard to live in a tent. But actually, so amazing things happened. It started raining and my shoes was outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they were filled with water. Yeah. But instead of going like, oh, my shoes, because I didn't have a spare ones. Yeah. Didn't think of it for some reason. Yeah. I went like, oh, how nice of the universe to show me that I don't need any shoes this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually went barefoot. Yeah. And just loved walking in the grass and enjoying. Yeah. Instead of being stuck in, I need shoes. Yeah. It's like, how does the grass feel? Yeah. Since I now, life showed me that I don't need the shoes this week. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's like everything that happens is open to your own interpretation. Yeah. You can see this as a blessing or you can see it as a curse. Yeah. And it's totally up to you. Yeah. You get to create that. And both, whatever you think is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then life kind of plays off of your interpretation. If you see it as an amazing opportunity, life will show up as an amazing opportunity. 
-hmm. But if you see it as this event that reinforces why you're a victim, then life shows you that. And so whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. How do you get guided by your emotions? Do you listen to your emotions, anything? Yeah, I I find that emotions are uh, an amazing pointer Mm -hmm. in the way that um, I see that that my emotional experience isn't responding to what's happening in life. It's responding to how I'm perceiving life Um, and more succinctly how I'm perceiving self that is participating in life. And so if I'm perceiving myself as broken, deficient, uh, unworthy, disconnected, those don't feel very good. Those yeah. aren't good emotional states. And so I see that that emotion is an alarm that goes off that says, hey, you're seeing yourself in a very disconnected way. Yeah. And so it's, it's like pain when you stub your toe. It gets your attention. It says, come back to the present moment so you can see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and emotional pain, the same. It's like, come back to the present moment, see what you're creating, and then move from a more uh, truthful space, which is to see yourself as whole. Mm. Yeah. And so I don't really give emotions um, much more validity than just that energetic movement that's responding to how I'm perceiving. It's the same with me. I see them as a guidance system. Yeah. So when it, does, when it feels bad, it means that I'm doing something or believing something that isn't good for me. Yeah. Or for, so most often it's when I'm trying to figure, get stuck in the mind. Yeah. And when you listen to the emotions, you don't get stuck anywhere so fast. It's yeah. more like a directional guidance system, a GPS that yeah. shows you like, oh, you shouldn't go that way. Cause yeah. Yeah. And there's such a great validity, too, because it's easy to, to hear insight about this and then want to ignore mm-hmm. one, one aspect of the emotion. But it's not. It's like in, including all of it and not getting mentally caught up in it, like thinking about what's happening. It's just this feeling what's happening and then letting this like intuitive sense just kind of guide you um and and i find for myself it's like we were talking earlier about uh the plan and letting go of the plan it's like there's this deeper guidance that wants to move you that's already inside of you but to tap into that you really have to be able to feel yourself totally yeah also when you plan you're planning from the perspective of what you think you can do from your history, yeah, not where you can go. Yeah. And if you get guided by the universe, it shows you what your true potential are. Yeah. But if you stop, start planning too much, I don't think it's good. Well, if you go want to go to the airport, it's good to plan your way there. Yeah. But so many people plan so much in their life from the perspective of their history. Yeah. Instead of just... Yeah, well, I think our obsession with planning is our obsession with trying to know the unknown. Uh, We tend to be very uncomfortable with uncertainty um, when that's the truth of life is uncertainty. (laughs) So uh, trying to figure everything out and plan all the the little details is trying to make ourselves secure. But ultimately, we figure out that that doesn't work. And so it, it brings us to this place of letting go as an invitation to let go. You don't have to. Um, but also planning as a mode of enjoyment rather than a mode of trying to fulfill a deficiency. And this is where a lot of people are trying to plan from. It's like, I want to figure out my next month so that I can fix myself rather than enjoy myself. And if you're trying to fix yourself through your planning, you'll find out that you're just anxious all the time. 
because you need it to end up a certain way. And you say, if it doesn't end up this way, then I'm unwhole. And so that puts you on edge. But if you're planning for uh, an opportunity to enjoy, it really doesn't matter if it happens or not. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that sounds like a kick-ass idea. Yeah. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But yeah, and that's kind of my approach with, with this whole sharing thing is just to put it out there and then see if it works out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because I'm still having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And when we're living in the moment, I realize myself just following the flow and whatever shows up. Yeah. All these miracles has happened that myself. <laughs> Vill du stärka din självkänsla, sova gott och må bättre, då borde du testa vägledd självhypnos. Det enda du behöver göra är att lyssna, slappna av och följa instruktionerna. Gå in på hypnotication.com och hitta dina favoriter idag. Ange koden LYCKA för 15% rabatt på hela köpet. I could, I, I could never have figured them out by myself. <laughs> have you had any experience of that? Well, yeah, even coming to Sweden. Yeah. Um, my whole European trip has been like that. I literally didn't know how this was going to happen, how it was going to work. But it just worked. And then coming to Sweden, we had a place that was lined up for me to stay. Um, and then as soon as I get off the plane, I hear, oh, that fell through. And so I was like, sweet, <laughs> this just means it's a, it's a deeper adventure. You know, yeah. what, what is life going to do? And it worked out in this miraculous way where I ended up staying at a nicer place in the middle of town for free. Yeah. Um, and it couldn't have been any better than that, you know? And so that's a miracle in its own way with letting life do what life wants to do. Yeah. And like you said, these things happen that you can't figure out. You can't make them happen. And so... For myself, the question is, is, is what kind of life do I want to live? A life that requires miracles or a life that requires my own ability to get shit done? Yeah. And I'm just not that guy to, to make sure something happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. Because I, I remember working for a company many years ago and I tried to get all these things done. Mm-hmm. And for a year I worked on that project and it never worked. Yeah. When I went on vacation... Everything was solved. So when I came back, I was like, what? And then the ego went, it's like, well, I've tried for a year to do that. And when I go away, yeah. it gets solved. <laughs> See, that's so against the grain of what we're taught. Yeah. That we have to solve something. Um, that's one reason I'm excited to go back to the States is because for me to come over to Europe, I let a bunch of stuff go. Yeah. I just like forgot about a bunch of responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to go back and see what worked itself out naturally yeah. and just showed itself as me not really needing to be involved in that. Yeah. And, I, and I see that, that we recognize that when we just forget about something, uh, a lot of these things just resolve themselves. They don't really need us to be as involved as we think we do. Yeah, yeah but there's, there's this element of trust. You know, to really let life do it rather than being the one that's got it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with friends when people want to find new people. Yeah. I heard that for some people that, well, I wish there were more of you, but there actually are. <laughs> but when a person gets too focused on changing their friends yeah. instead of just letting go and following 
the inspiration. Who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to hang around with? Yeah. Then you will be attracting the people that you actually want in yeah. your life. But you're not going out into life because of the people you want. Exactly. You're going out there just to be. Yeah, to be yourself. Yeah. And then that energy of being yourself attracts a whole new tribe. Yeah. And this is something that I found to be amazing because early on that was the question. It's like, where are these people that I know are out there? Um, because the environment way back then was just not resonating anymore. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a victim space to be in. And there is this sincere desire that wanted to associate in a much more fun and productive or joyful way. And uh, as soon as I allowed myself to be that way, Mm-hmm. to not care what everybody else thought, then the old association kind of fell away and then life filled the gap with something that resonated more. Yeah, It's kind of like you're in a job situation that really doesn't resonate, but you're not willing to do what does resonate. And so until you, you take that step of faith and move towards what you do enjoy, life can't do anything. Life is going to follow your movement yeah. because you tell life what's possible. You tell life that, oh, yes, I see this. I see that this is real and life says okay let's go yeah Yeah. i think the thing that stops most people is the gap because when you go into the unknown you don't know yeah and you can't it's i think it's even impossible to figure things out because so many of my best friends i met today i could have no clue how to meet them yeah but there was a point of perspective when i came also from a victim mentality and I changed that that I realized I want something different I was inspired to be in different surroundings and things like that mm-hmm. but there was the gap of not being anything yeah. when you're losing the identity of yeah. what you have been yeah and being staying in that uncertainty and just enjoying what will show up yeah yeah, and I think that's, um, that's the, the cycle that we go through, um, this collapse of identity, yeah. which shows us uh, something more real about the self, which is this empty space that doesn't need identity, which creates this, this sense of freedom of no need and no want, really, yeah. where you're just um, in this playground you know, on, that we call planet Earth. And uh, you're here to dive into this experience of being a human being and to get lost. (laughs) 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 To get totally and utterly lost so that you can find yourself. So you find what's real about yourself. Because we tend to want to avoid the disaster in life, not realizing that it's oftentimes the disaster that shows us what we really are. And so when there's this willingness to get our heart broken, when there's this willingness to lose everything, uh, we see something more real. And that's what we really want, is what's real about us. We don't want the facade. We don't want the protection. We want what's real. And life is set up so perfectly for us to discover that. Yeah, you can't, even though how many times people try to fool themselves with all these things that can fill them. Yeah. My thinking is that you can have all these things, but... It depends on are the things owning you yeah. or are you just enjoying the things? Yeah. And when you're afraid of losing it, like if you have a thing and somebody is afraid of using that nice vase or glass or mm-hmm. porcelain, I don't know. What it's, yeah. it's like, oh, you can't use that because that's the special ones that 
hidden in the corner. <laughs> That's right. So, but they are too special to use because they're so beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh my no, God. No touch. No touch. <laughs> Just look. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy those things because then those things have been starting to own you. Yeah. Because they are keeping the person afraid of enjoying life yeah. instead of just yeah well when there's something to be lost then you can't enjoy it anymore yeah yeah but when you when you give it back to life it again it's just like the relationship with a child when i see that my daughter is not my own mm -hmm. i can really enjoy her yeah when i have this identity of owning her mm -hmm. then it's very difficult to enjoy her Um, because there's this sense that wants to control yeah. because it's, I see it as a reflection of myself that says, I need you to be a certain way. And same with objects. It's like, I need this to be a certain way. And in that there's this restriction. Mm -hmm. But when you see through the facade of identity, meaning that you are never who you think you are and who you think you are literally has nothing to do with the truth of you. Yeah. This whole thing becomes a joke, man. <laughs> This whole experience of being a human being yeah. literally becomes laughable. Yeah. Even in our pain and even in our suffering, it's like, wow, that's just really adorable. Yeah. And then you just you just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always also think that two people can never meet. Uh -huh. It's like we're sitting here. Well, our true self are already connected. Yeah. But the other self that we're, our perspective is, I'm meeting you from the perspective of my view of the world and right. myself. Right. And you are meeting me from your perspective of the world. Right. So that way we're already connected so we don't have to have all these facades. Yeah. But when we can't meet, that was interesting also that I need to have a good relationship with you. Mm -hmm. That isn't true because I can't have a relationship with you because right. we're already. This like if you are a part of my arm. Yeah. I don't need to connect with my arm because exactly. it's already there. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the perspective of my arm that makes it. Well, do I feel bad or good out of it? How does it look like? It shouldn't right. be this way. Right. And see, this is what I love about meeting other people is, you don't really meet other people. Yeah. You just meet yourself. You know, because when you say that you're meeting me from your perspective of the world, which is just saying you're meeting more of your perspective. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so in this, you're not meeting something foreign. You're already connected to it. And so there's like this welcoming of, oh, yeah. family, yeah. I already know you. Yeah. I already am you. And so you get to welcome them into your space and just see, you know, how they are yourself. Yeah. And, and I find that there's a great unification that happens in this when... We just see that we are already connected, that we don't need to make it happen. You just show up and see that it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the same with dating. When people yeah. are trying to find, yeah. oh, I need a partner. Yeah. Just by saying, I need a partner. Yeah. Shows that you're needing some, the person is needing something from themselves. Yeah. That they're projecting out to somebody else. But as yeah. soon as that, that was the same with my girlfriend. Uh, when I started working of giving myself the love yeah. I thought of, yeah. it went two weeks yeah. and I met my girlfriend. Yeah. But I, I went from going to something I needed into the perspective of giving myself. And I think that's the thing 
if we realized we all everything around us is projections yeah that is helping us finding our true self yeah yeah we can actually find what we're needing because as soon as i think my mo- my mother needs to do this or my friends needs to do this that's ex- that's actually my the answer of what i'm supposed what i need to give myself to feel yeah. whole yeah and um it's like when we think about love and we we have this image of total acceptance total freedom total allowing um that's that's telling us the type of relationship we want to be in with ourselves it's like we can imagine this relationship we want with somebody else but it's like no that's how i want to be in relationship with myself and so the more you allow yourself to recognize that life again fills the gap by bringing other people that help facilitate that it's not that you need them to do it life just creates the space for the learning to deepen and, and I've, I've experienced that in my own life with letting go of relationships that clearly were not in alignment. Um, but initially, there's that fear that says, I don't know if I want to let go of it because I might not find something else or something like that. But when you just get really honest with yourself and let something go uh, and then re-enter the mystery, life can bring something that's more in alignment yeah. for your next phase of e- expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And there could be steps that we don't, most of the times we don't even know about or totally. people that will fill in gaps. Yeah. This was like when I was at a festival enjoying my time, mm-hmm. I didn't go to all the workshops and all these things. I just loved to go out and just sit in the grass. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I just went out into the grass sitting there and just being. Yeah. And... I never had a quiet time because a person after person after person. And it was so funny because there were so many, like, what my mind would call problems in my life. Right, right. When I just went there and was like, I don't have any problems. Not in this present moment. Yeah. I don't have any problems. Every person came with like, oh, I know this. I have the solution. We could cooperate. Yeah. So it was just person after person filling all those things I wanted to solve yeah. by me sitting there in the grass. Yes. <laughs> yes. And see, and that's, that's the magic of life is when you surrender and you just trust. Yeah. And it becomes, it's, it, it's like this ever evolving process of trusting more and more and more yeah. to, to where you, you come to this space of, I'm not a person anymore. I'm not this person. I think that I am. I am just life. Yeah. Life is just happening. And I'm here to give myself over to it. Mm-hmm. But in that, I mean, there's the, uh, there's the discovery of seeing everything about yourself that you don't want to see. Yeah. You know? And so there's part of that journey too, which is the terrifying part, is where you totally open yourself up and you start recognizing, oh, that's kind of ugly. You know? <laughs> but then you also see that that's also trying to show you something that's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that surrendering, that trust, is a willingness to see all of yourself rather than just certain parts that you think are pretty. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about that. Like we are talking about, everything in life is beautiful. Because some people think when they meditate, they're beautiful. Yeah. And when they're all out in the ordinary life, what yeah. they, they called ordinary life, yeah. both is ordinary life. Exactly. But when they separate, this is meditation and this is doing these things that makes me more spiritual. Yeah. Then I'm good. 
Yeah. But when I'm not doing these things, I'm bad. Yeah. That's also identity because we don't need to do anything. Mm-mm. And both parts are the beauty. Yeah. It's like a color palette. We yeah. different colors, but no color is bad. Perfect. Yeah, and you can't have this color without this color. Yeah. You know, and this is this is an analogy I share often. Um, when you look at a forest, sometimes it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Time stops and you're just like in the state of awe. You're like, yeah. oh my God, that's real life happening. And then you go for a walk and you see chaos. You see bugs fighting with other bugs. You yeah. know, you see dead branches and animals everywhere. And you, the mind could argue and say, oh, we should clean this up. Yeah. But no, the forest, to be the forest, has to be like this. It has to look like this and this and this and this. And without that perceived chaos, life couldn't be life. Yeah. And so that's what real beauty is. Real beauty is the ugly. Real beauty is the mess. Mm-hmm. And that's just like the self. You see the whole self in its mess, it becomes quite beautiful. Yeah. But when you start dividing yourself up and saying, oh, I don't like this. This is ugly. I need to change this. Then you're just arguing. You're yeah. arguing with the beauty that's already there. It's the same when you... I love that story about the forest because that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. And everything... I Sometimes when I'm in town, in the city here, because I live in the middle of the city, mm-hmm. I love all of it. It's not like this house should be cleaner right. or those people should be nicer right. when they aren't. Yeah. Because it's when we're arguing that... They should be nice when they aren't yeah. or isn't. Uh, we feel bad because we are believing thoughts that isn't true. Yeah. And it's, it's just an, another <laughs> opportunity to share love. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when someone's violent, the only reason they can be violent is because they're violent towards themselves, yeah. which is to say that they're withholding love for themselves. And so when somebody's acting in an unkind way, essentially what they're saying is, I'd really like a hug right now. Yeah. You know, but what they're saying is, I really see myself as less than. And so if that's what's happening, you see that their unkindness isn't actually about you. It's about how they're treating themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not about you, you don't take it personally and you show up as love. You show up as space that is willing to hold them in their perceived inadequacy, a space that is open to allow them to see the truth of themselves, however that shows up. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just kind of show up with that availability and then life does the rest. Yeah. You don't have to like plan how you're going to respond to that. You just show up as love and then it just works out. Yeah. And even when it doesn't work out so, as the way somebody has thought yeah. of, it has been working out too. Exactly. Yeah, you let go of the expectation. It's kind of like when we go out and we try and help the world, we think we know what the world needs, but really we don't. And so you don't know if you're helping or if you're not. So you just show up as yourself and you just trust that that's enough. I also think from the perspective, if you think that the world needs help, it's more a perspective of your thoughts (laughs) (laughs) that needs help. Exactly. And this is the comedy in in what I get to do (laughs) is, you know, people, they'll send me messages and say, oh, you're helping so many people all around the world. It's like, that's just not, you know, the perspective. Yeah. It's like, I'm out here singing a song of what I enjoy so much. And then people are finding value. So they're listening. But there's nothing in me that says, I'm helping you, you know, or like, I I know what you need. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just sharing what I love. Yeah. And so in that, I, I see is, is the remedy, if there was such a thing, is people just do what they love to do, that which resonates from a very sincere space. And if you just do that, then it contributes automatically, mm-hmm. which is just to say, be yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. Be yourself. And I think everything is perfect and connected because some people think, well, if I do that, it won't be enough for the others. Yeah. Well, we like different things. Exactly. So if we all did what we liked, everything would be complete. Yeah. But when we're thinking of la that's a lack mentality. Yeah. Well, if I do this, that's not enough for those people. And I need to help the world. Yeah. It's still coming from the perspective that the world needs help from yeah. me. Yeah. Which is a great way of saying I want to be important. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that too, because that's a part of the play of yeah. being a human being. Um, but there's liberation for my own experience to see an equality that someone that is tending to a garden is no more less or more important than me doing what I'm doing. It's, it's just holding this energy of wholeness. Yeah. And that is so powerful. And so when you just, you're, you're moving in a way that feels sincere for yourself, that's the contribution is to see wholeness. Because if you're seeing lack, if you're seeing fear, then that's the contribution is yeah. more lack and fear. If you see wholeness, if you see love, that's the contribution is yeah. what you see. I think it was Mother Teresa who said, if you're inviting me to be against the war, I won't come. Yeah. Something similar to that. Yeah. But if you want me to be here for spreading love and peace, yeah. I'm definitely there. And, and that's such a powerful point, too, because one of the most common questions I hear from people is, what about all of this that's going on? Mm -hmm. um, and again, if that's where you put your focus, then you're going to find a lot of that. Yeah. But if you put your, your focus on love and kindness and compassion, you'll find lots of opportunities for that. Because here's the deal. This planet is it's a playground for the soul where anything goes. And so if you come to this planet, you can find this, you can find this, you can find this. And it's, it's not going away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like war is going to end for all of time. It's always going to be an option for those that want to focus in that direction. Yeah. And so what you find is that these, these circumstances, which seem so terrible, are actually opportunities for love to be shared. Yeah. And so when you see all of these what you can say gaps of love, you can say what resonates for me and how can I show up in a loving way? And then you just follow that and then that's the solution. Mm -hmm. But it's not trying to like get rid of war. It's just putting your attention on what you prefer. Because once you, once you don't see any more war in your own heart, you don't really see war happening out in the world. You see people just learning their own lessons. And following their own path. Because without war, you can't, you can't discover peace. Without suffering in your own life, you can't discover wellness. And so it's all playing its part. It's contrast that's helping us. Yeah. And, and again, from the divine's perspective, nothing's actually lost. And so when somebody dies, after they die, they say, that was quite the ride. Yeah. You know, that was an amazing trip. And so from the divine's perspective, no one's actually dying. No one's actually losing anything. Um, but from the human perspective, it looks like a disaster when someone dies. I can't remember who it was, but it was some person who has teachings. When he was dying, people were crying of sorrow. Yeah. And he said to them that you're not thinking of me right now because <laughs> I'm not sad because I'm dying. <laughs> You're thinking of yes. you. Oh, that's yeah. so powerful. 
<laughs> because again, the only people that have a problem with death are yeah. the ones that that feel like they're losing something. Yeah. And you're not even losing them. You're losing your idea about them. You're losing your sense of security about them. And the identity of exactly. your relationship. Yeah. Exactly. It's like when a relationship ends, it's like I've identified myself in this relationship. And so now it feels like I don't know who I am. Yeah. That's what hurts. That's what's being destroyed is who I think I am, which is the whole point is to lose who you think you are. <laughs> yes, it's actually helping. It is helping. Yeah. And so that's not a socially popular thing to say, you know, that know. suffering is helping. And so there's this caution to to not rescue people from their suffering, which is to not go out and try and fix everything, maybe. Mm. Because maybe it's, you know, serving a, a lesson. I think if people, that doesn't stop people from actually getting involved in helping others. But yeah. instead of going from lack, going from inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, of course, we can help others. Yeah. But it depends on which energy energy we're going from. Totally. Yeah, you're moving from lack, or you're moving from love. Yeah. You know, it, and it can very be that simple. You know, fear or love. Where are you moving from? Because yeah. whatever you're moving from, that's what you're going to offer to the world. Yeah. And so, in that, you can literally do anything in this life, and it doesn't matter. Move from love. Move from sincerity. You're contributing more than you can even imagine. Yeah. How would you say that to uh, in the perspective of somebody who says like well that's easy for us to say now because mm -hmm. they have a maybe a bad economy or, and they don't know what to do yeah where would you recommend them to start their mm -hmm. journey first thing I would say is focus on your experience yeah. rather than imagining what you think it's like for other people um, because the only reality that you really know is your own and so I would also I invite people to look at their motivation. You know, why are they moving? And if they're moving from fear, if they're moving from lack, then deeply question if it's true. Yeah. Is it really true that I'm not enough? Is it really true that I should know what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, and, and this is the inquiry, and this is what we offer in Satsang, is the self-inquiry, is to get really clear about what do we know is true. Not what do we want to believe, not what do we hope to believe, yeah. what is actually true. And when you move from what is true, you can only move from love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for today's conversations. Yeah. And... Hope to speak more soon. Yeah, that would be great. Let's do that. <laughs> but it's been totally awesome. So yeah. thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. Yeah, aloha. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.